Welcome to the forecast with Gary Lezak and Bob Lyons. Oh my gosh! I didn't give it the squeak. It's amazing. Today what is was it? squeak free. What is this segment brought to you by? Oh, the gun Results. show. The gun show. <laughs> yeah. The Yes. Results. Gary's gun Personal fitness. Oh, can we say that? We got to buy that domain now, I think. It's like a legal. I know. Well, necessity. they sponsored the show. Okay, so. sorry. Keep with yeah. the sponsor. I don't mean to derail. Results. Get results today. I didn't do 40 sets. What did we do? I did 30 sets. Of? But we did decline. Inclines great and flies. Oh, dumbbells. that's a big all, old chest day. All free weights. It was chest day, but we did decline, then flies with yeah, dumbbells. It's good stuff. And incline press. Okay. And flies again, then declines. One set of five superset. Ooh. Six times through for thirty sets. That's a real yeah. deal. Like get them done. I have a question for you though. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> every week we come in here, we compliment the gun show. Do you have leg day? Does David Schlossman not believe in oh leg day? Oh, my goodness. Do we squat? Do we worry about our posterior chain? David. David Schlossman. <laughs> he's going to come in, and you're both just going to pummel right. me for even, like, and insinuating. Steve, Chris, Don, Valerie, and the rest of your trainers out there, you know on Tuesday, Tuesday's I like, a huge leg day. I see. So it's just because the, the day that we choose to do this on is typically, uh, like, a big old chest well, like beefcake well, day. I would have. It, it just happened on. I usually do leg day by myself because sure. David has taught me if you can do ten sets of squats, then that's a good workout. Like just yeah. get your ten sets of squats and you've done it. But we did fifteen sets of squats, free weights, and we Ooh. went up to a pretty good weight for me. One hundred fifty pounds is pretty good. That's weight. pretty good, man. And then back down, but. But I did 50 sets, and I am so – my Ooh. legs are important. If you're working out, okay, oh, it's, yeah. work out with free weights, even if it's very light free weights. It's very good for your body, but do legs. The legs use more blood, and they yeah. burn more fat. They're, your muscles are bigger, and so do legs. And I was able to do 15 sets of squats. This very week. impressive. Man, th- and there's nothing worse than – being sore after leg day because there's just nothing you can do. Like you just, I know every step is just. Oh, and that's what I'm in stop. right now. Yeah, it's a great sore. Uh, it okay. is a great. That is a very good point. It's it's a deep sore. Yeah. But they always say too, like as you get in more into your golden years, uh, what having are you trying to say no, not I am not <laughs> insinuating you're anywhere year a, a designated year that is. Golden. I'm in my golden years now, aren't I? Is this official? I no, don't know. No, no, no. That's ten more years. Is there right? a governmental cutoff? Seventies and eighties. I mean, golden. you are technically retired, but you retired a little before retirement That's technical true. age. So I'm, I'm still in the. I'm still young. Okay, okay we could debate it. Well, so even, what's your point? Well, you're supposed to. It's this weird thing that I remember reading years ago with like the most uh specific indicator of how you will do like from a mobility perspective in your golden years is whether or not you can get up out of a chair wow so there's there's a lot of it that dictates like okay i mean it is a squatting and posterior chain oh. Oh. <laughs> it's I felt that like as a visceral because I'm sore. I know exactly what you mean, my friend. Amazing. Wow. So anyway, results, personal fitness. Thank you very much for being a sponsor of this segment. Always great, super this, great. This weekend, we're recording this. There's a couple big things going on. The yeah. NFL is releasing their schedule for the season. More on that in a second. Exciting. And I am emceeing for my final time. Wow. The fur ball benefiting Wayside Waves. Beautiful. Go to waysidewaves.org and you can donate. It's a great now. organization. Um, it is sold out. I don't think you can get in there. You know. It's is it this is a dumb question. Is it yeah. usually open to the public? 
Yeah, do you, I, I figured it was like an invite I get only. You a ticket? Do you need a ticket? Do you, in case I you would go to, to the fur ball, you of would? course. Yeah. I wonder if I could get you in at the last second. I would get like a tux that has like bones. No, the, the theme is Vegas. Oh, that's right, because we saw the photo shoot. Oh, that Vegas. was So that you was can go just one. like this if you want to. Oh, this does feel very your, your desert. Your high roller outfit. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, so it's Paws Vegas this year. Uh, Sunny, Sunny the weather dog. Sunny is my eight-year-old. Australian Shepherd mix. I almost cry. She's only eight, but I feel like she's getting older. What? Did you see it in the day-to-day attitude or no, what? No, no, not yet. Okay. She's going to, and, and and Rainbow, the weather dog, Rainbow's three. Rainbow and Sunny are going to come out on stage to open up the show. Adorable. And it's crazy. I have to hold on to them tight because Rainbow wants to go. There's going to be about a thousand people out there. Sure. Will they be going, if she gets free, she'll jump out and go say hi to all 1,000 <laughs> well. people. I mean, that's, you know, to be uh, socially desired is not a bad trait in a dog, right? Yeah, but, she, but I understand as a uh, show component, that's difficult. I don't difficult. want her to knock over some old, yeah, that's old fair. lady in there, that right? Now. It could be dangerous. That could, she can be dangerous. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah so. get, get the hype going. Now, in, in, in Vegas, once I was, I lost on a, a big blackjack bet, and I was, uh, oh, boy. Oh, no. And, and I was so mad. Did you knock my, over an old lady? Is that where you're going my, with this? My friends say I did. Oh, my God. Yes. I didn't know that was really well, where my, you were going. <laughs> my friends say I did. I just reminded me of that. The Metcalfs, wow. David and Amy Metcalf, uh, they were with us in Vegas. Andy and me were all watching, and it was this big bet. And someone next to me hit a, hit a 16 with like a four-up. No, don't hit that 16. Oh, okay? you were that they, guy. They yeah. busted, but the dealer would have busted. The dealer got a 21, and I yep. got so mad. I stood up like this. I backed up, and I almost oh, fell out. My no. chair fell into this old lady. Oh, no. Yeah. She was all right? I think so. We didn't. There was no lawsuit. Okay, I was gonna say, are we? Uh, we can't be. I'm not even to sure something. if that really happened. They just told me that there was an old lady. Ah, uh, they yeah. They I just don't wanted remember. You to... I was so mad. I was having a temper tantrum. <laughs> I didn't. I should have known you were a blackjack guy. I I am. I yeah. got a whole system, and we'll go over that some. We always we oh, that yeah. would be fascinating. Actually, yeah. we always talk about your ability to do date math, like yeah. your you know the calculate dates for the LRC cycle. So I've got a whole. I imagine your blackjack counting cards. Yeah. Uh, Mentality. I tell you fits. what, we'll finish this segment with the blackjack system. That'll be a winner for you. Okay. Oh, that would be exciting. There's a system. So just, I'll tell you about that. In Is just, there a cycle to blackjack? Remember this. We'll finish this with us. I will okay? try. But right now, I want to talk about the NFL season. Oh, right, right, right. The and then we have Twitter questions from. Yeah, man. So, well, shoot. Yeah, this was something we were kicking around yesterday. Just because I admit I've, I've been unprepared. Uh, I'm just covered in paint and looking like an idiot. I've been working hard on my. You paint that this shirt <laughs> does it look it might be i don't honestly know i don't even know what i'm wearing these days everything is a blur so i am just like in the throes of stupidity when it comes to this uh building renovation so i'm horrifically unprepared and maybe looking more obnoxious than usual well that's why we had people so I, we throw asked, it to the crowd we'll, we'll do that in just a second okay great like the nfl opening the, the they're scheduled to, the opening day is gonna be september the 7th and the Kansas City Chiefs will be playing the Detroit Lions on opening night. Does that feel mean? That feels mean, right? Well, Detroit, number one, rose to one of the top teams last year. They really did. They that, did. Yeah, that is a good point. They, 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 had, they had a crescendo of a season, yeah, right? Yeah, Jared okay. Goff, you know, he's been in a Super Bowl before with the Rams. And, yeah. And so he didn't play very well. Uh, there's some questions yeah, about him, one. but he obviously has talent. But 
the Lions are coming in. There's some debate on, oh, it should have been the Bills. It should have been the Eagles. It should have been the Bengals. It could have been the Chargers. It should have been the Denver Broncos. But it's the Detroit Lions, and they're a completely attractive opening night day, and the Chiefs get to celebrate their Super Bowl. So That's exciting. So that I, have a, I have a dumb question. I don't know why I was under the impression that the defending Super Bowl champ, there's always a rematch. Is there not always a rematch? No. Why did no. I think that? No, there's not always a rematch. Um, so The first game of the season for the champ. Well, the we, Eagles are on the Chiefs' schedule. I guess it's a different It company. could yeah. have been okay. the Eagles this year because they're on the Chiefs' schedule. Right, right. Regardless. So they just happen to be playing that division. So the Chiefs will be playing the Eagles or as a first-place team. But the, the that game, I'm glad it's not opening night. It's not fair to the Eagles or Eagles fans to come to Arrowhead they sure. just lost the Super Bowl. They, you know, to maybe get to week seven, eight, or nine, maybe both teams are seven and one or eight and one. Or yeah, everybody's or, kind of found their niche. Then you can and, build up that. Yeah, oh my fair. gosh, here's the rematch. Yeah, you know? for sure. So that's, okay. That's gosh, I don't know why I was operating under that assumption, but now okay, this but was you know, helpful. We we have weather twenty twenty and the LRC weather twenty twenty. Hit us, man! That's going to be smack dab in the. This this is the forecast. I know we'll try to get. That posted for you so you can sure see Sure, there's a visible. Yeah. It's raw data, all right? Can but Ben zoom in? I'm sure he can do we very can, incredible we can do that. posts. We'll get it to Ben. But yeah. um, it shows that it's going to be about 2 degrees to 3 degrees above average temperatures. Okay. It shows that week there's going to be 1 to 1.6 inches of rain. Okay, and it's it has, cumulative, right? It has the chance of rain highest on the 5th, 6th, and 7th of September. Ah, so the little okay, and three hundred. So we're in a little range. Three hundred means three hundred percent, or three times normal average of rain that sure, day. Sure, sure. So that means a very good chance of rain on opening day. Hopefully, they're not thunderstorms, and maybe they'll be gone by Sunday night, by by Thursday night football, because it'll be Thursday night, and it does show the rain, chance of rain going down on the eighth. So maybe it goes down, you know? Sure. Yeah. Maybe you get a little elasticity in there. So, yeah. So, okay. So that's, that's exciting. The, Already throwing out open today. 120 forecast, man. day forecast out there. So now we did ask on Twitter. Let's go well, real quick too. I did see, uh, we should do for, I saw that chiefs are going to Germany, right? Yes. That's pretty exciting. I can give the German. We we have a global forecast. We don't have to do it right now. I mean, it's just I know. something that maybe that's a Twitter that's thing. That's a you know? whole other thing. But remember, the LRC starts setting up in October, so that Germany game I yeah, think is going to come right as or? the new weather pattern. Ooh, is setting that's up a tough for the one. Season. Okay. So yeah, let's go and find this. So yeah, Gary did a great job of throwing out a little bit. Of, maybe this is something we'll do again uh, here in the in the semi near future. Do a little bit of a, what did I ask? a little ask me anything. So he said for our forecast podcast, what would you like us to discuss, right? And so this was kind of late last night. We we kind of conceived of this. I thought that's what you wanted me to do. Yeah. So I you had a different idea. Well, uh, you know, I always <laughs> I was thinking it'd be interesting, of course, because I don't have to deal with the logistics. This would be a poor men thing or something. I don't know. Maybe it was some of it would fall on me of organizing some questions. So send in some questions because I think people I try to drag out the the I don't know, the drama of a 30 plus year career broadcasting career, because there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff, you know, that is kind of interesting to the the average individual. And so. I, I wonder if any of those types of questions. Now, these are a lot there of... There might be one or two of these. There might. Okay, I haven't yeah. looked. I'm not yeah. a social media consumer. That's okay. So I, uh, you're, I that's did a why bad you're, job. That's why you're mentally healthy. Yeah, I mean, it could be, I yeah. guess. <laughs> you're mentally healthy because you don't do social media. That's quite, that's quite the, the assumption. Are, that's good. You know, I, I mean, I'll take it. Causation, correlation, right? I don't know which or what, yeah. but such so is life. Read the first question. Uh, oh, okay. So we want to talk about... Ah, that's right. 
So this was an interesting concept. Um, I, I attended the NFL draft, the second day of the NFL draft here in Kansas City. It was a delightful time. I, I was so pleasantly surprised with the experience. I kind of went there with the assumption that it was just going to be a logistical nightmare of waiting in lines and whatnot. Walked right in, had a blast. It was fantastic. I saw you went with the dogs uh, the next day, early, right? Well, really? I was out early, but I never went into the experience. I had to stay out because I had the dogs. Oh, of course. That makes sense. I wondered gonna, how they were going to Yeah, gonna they weren't that. police dogs. They weren't allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> they could be police dogs. I know. Yeah. I tried. Yeah, all I right. Tried. That's a fair That's a fair point. So uh, we, we have a, an individual who has phrased this in a somewhat aggressive fashion, maybe. But for the longest time, um, we'd been promoting the concept of severe weather during the draft here in Kansas City, right? Right. Um, so there was a, a recurring storm system, and it did fall right on cycle, okay? And so it was interesting. You and I were discussing this as it was happening. They're, they shut the event down, you know, for a period yeah. of time due yeah. to, to weather threats, right? And so uh, Hushpook at Hushpook asked, <laughs> uh, what happened to the severe weather outbreak during the NFL draft that you pumped as a sure thing for months beforehand? So, I, I mean, this is interesting. This, this is where things get difficult because it's like, our definition might not match somebody else's definition. Right. I feel like this is the classic scenario of when people say, like, you said there was a 60% chance of rain. Well, that means there's a 40% chance of rain for you as a human being to not experience right. the storm, right? right? So somebody's definition of severe weather is like, it, it's the end of the world, or, you know, I, right. I don't know. So we sort of viewed it as a win. I think it's a pretty well. They, the the and I tweeted out the picture of the and the Kansas City Sports Commission tweeting out, "Please evacuate. Everyone must evacuate the the tent area as severe weather is approaching." Severe weather evacuation alert. Severe weather is approaching the area. I, okay, it feels definitive. I, I know. Okay, <laughs> am I crazy? Weather, so we predicted that there would be potential severe weather risk for the NFL draft. And then they had to evacuate with a, a statement saying severe weather is approaching. Was it extremely widespread severe weather? No. Was Kansas City in it? Not necessarily. But I did tweet when way back a few months earlier about that. The tweet was Kansas City and the NFL needs to watch this as they will. The, Kansas City may be included in this risk. Sure. Not a hundred percent certain. Now the pattern did return. There was severe weather that week for all three days. There was a threatening sky. So that's how Kansas City goes. So maybe I should like not forecast for Kansas City because Kansas City is one of the oh hardest boy, places to forecast for. It's been a fickle beast. But yeah. anyway, that's, it did happen. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to be defensive. But agreed, it, yeah. yeah. And I guess that's, that's a really good – because I don't mean to be discouraged and like people should be critical. I mean, it's perfectly okay. It's just – it's tough. It's a little pedantic on what, what we determine as like, okay, yes – Severe weather, it feels definitive. Somebody else doesn't think that it qualifies. I don't, I'd be interested. I like, unless a tornado rips through the city and wipes out the entire event, is, will they then go, I guess Gary was right. Well, we don't you know, need I don't, that. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know. Yeah. There, there's it a whole been spectrum of what somebody's well, definition. Another example is today. We predicted um, 120 days ago now. It was, okay. yeah. was mid-January when we put out these predictions for May 10th to May 15th. Right, this right. time frame to have a severe other risk. And I looked at the pattern. We use real meteorology. We don't just use climatology. Oh, there's typically right. severe weather in Kansas at this time of the year. Right. Yes, you can just say that. But we looked and saw the pattern. The storm that we predicted to happen this week, May 10th to May 5th, 15th, and we're recording this on May 11th, we oh, yeah. predicted that there would be a system and 
I drew in all of Kansas with central and eastern Kansas as the primary risk for right around today on right. May 11th. Okay. Okay, and yeah. May 12th off to the east. Well, today, there is an absolute oh, significant risk of severe weather. Yeah. A 10% chance of strong to violent tornadoes. Oh, yikes. Over central and western Kansas. Okay. I did central and eastern Kansas. So, I'm going through each one of our predictions. Was there severe weather in the week we predicted? There's going to be. Sure. And significantly today. Right. So, that's right. How significant was it? If it's just one tornado and 15 or 30 severe weather reports, well, I'm going to consider that wrong. If there's over 100 severe weather reports or 200 severe weather reports today, that will be, and there probably will be today, that will be right. So it's two for two. Okay. And the location, the way I drew it in is somewhat right, but I'm going to say I had Kansas City in the heart of it, and it's actually to our west today. So it's two out of three, and I consider that accurate. I would agree with you. <laughs> you want three for three? I well, I just don't. You know, as you and I have experienced this for here so comes long. a pessimistic. No, 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 no. This and it's not. It's not a. It's not a pessimistic uh, concept of us. It's not a pessimistic concept of other people's opinions. It is just tough to. I mean, how do you how do you make everybody like? All right, this is what we see, and getting somebody to see exactly what we see. Without being uh, like obnoxiously pedantic, but then you you inevitably set yourself up for failure too. Like there's really no right answer here for how we declare like okay this is well, what we think because then not. if it's seven miles to probably the east, people are like you blew it. But you, you don't know what you're doing. You said it was going to happen on this street corner at this second, and it happened seven blocks over and four seconds later, and you're an idiot. And it's just like man, what. I don't know. So then you go, all right, we'll make it a little more general because then when you create a, a level of specificity, then you create potentially unmanageable expectations, which is fair. We shouldn't be doing that, right? So then we make it a little more general. And then people go, you're just throwing, you're just seeing what sticks. There's going to be severe weather ever because it's May. And it's like, oh, man. That's okay. Not, that's, that's it's not just a, exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not even we, close to what we do. But anyway. No. <laughs> We, yeah, I, I agree. We, no, we, pre- we, we, we're trying to provide a, a valid, useful product. Yeah. So we're always trying to dial well, it in, you know. Mayfield, Kentucky got hit by a major EF4 tornado. Right, right. Okay, yeah. It's this, one of the strongest tornadoes uh, in the last couple of years on December the 10th, two years ago. All right. And then we predicted April 13th to 16th or so, right in that range. Mayfield, Kentucky, again, is the target. But that region is going to get hit. For sure. Then, not only did that region get hit again as predicted 100 days before, but we, it also, 125 days before, yeah. it also, there was another tornado in Mayfield, Kentucky. So we predicted that Mayfield, Kentucky insane. was a target. It was an EF4 tornado the first time and only an EF1 tornado. And I had some people say, well, where's the EF4 tornado? Know, right. So, so you're saying, saying yeah. we predicted the tornado, but it was not strong enough? Yeah. So there's, so there's the, still... The LRC is able to predict down to the micro scale. And that's where my peers will go ballistic. No way! That is absolutely impossible. No, it is not impossible, and we do it. I'm not saying every tornado is going to predict it. 
probably 90% of them will not be able to be predictable in the same city, in the same location. But by a region, probably, and it can get that specific, and you should prepare just in case. Well, and we're always striving to do better. That's part of our process, too, though, right? So, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's that's an acceptable methodology. All right, geez, I'm sorry. I'm now, getting us in the weeds. This, I always drag us in the mud on this topic. Well, because that was not the one I wanted you to bring up. Go oh, on. Well, that was There's the top one, man. <laughs> okay. That was the controversial one. Oh, so, I mean, well, all right, now it's out there. Well, hopefully that clears something up or makes it worse. I don't know anymore. The bottom line is we were right about the NFL prediction. I would like to think the, so. Yeah. A, a parent, hush puppy or hush yeah. poo poo or true. whatever may not agree, but, and that's but fine. Not, but not a slam dunk perfect forecast. Uh, okay, somebody wants to know about hurricane season, summer forecast, and El Nino. Hmm, that's a good one. Okay, so what, what do we think? We did, uh, this is a nice time to address, we put out our hurricane uh, outlook. Uh, we did our official press release this year and, and put it out there. Feel free to check it out. Um, so I, I think it, it's well received. It's interesting. We're doing a little more active than last year. We've harped on it a million times, but we won't go into it this time, but did pretty dang good last year. So, uh, we're looking to have a similar level of success this year. You know, I don't want to just toot our own horn here, but okay, that's, that's good. pretty darn good. Last this isn't year. the toot your horn. What, what does pretty darn good mean? Was pr- pretty darn good means, uh, everybody else thought it was going to be the end of the world. Armageddon hurricanes are going to swallow you and your loved ones every second of every day. And it's going to be end times. Right, what that was it? the forecast, <laughs> word for word. I'm sure everyone somewhere. didn't say that. Not everyone. There were a lot of. They so. predicted a hyperactive season, a very active season. Twenty nine yeah. universities, private companies, and government agencies right, right. were tracked, including Weather 2020. The other twenty nine predicted a hyperactive season or above average at least. Only Weather 2020 predicted a below average. On March 23rd, Yeah, predicted a below average. Below average season, and and we didn't budge from our forecast, and it was below average. So we were the only ones that predicted a below average season. This season, we're expecting slightly above average, So, and many organizations are going a little bit below average this year. We're probably more in the middle of the pack this year. Sure. But the LRC doesn't just do what everyone else does, predicts an entire season, a 100-day outlook, okay, Here's the outlook. It's going to be above average or below average. We also tell you when and where tropical storms and hurricanes are likely going to form, track, and make landfall. So we've been very successful at it. That's the yeah. LRC provides. Which is cool because, you know, you got to remember it's it's where landfall is most likely, which then gives you guidance as to where it is least likely, right? right? Which is equally as useful. Yeah, no. and then the other part of that question was El Nino. El Nino. Yeah, so we're we're looking at a big thing happening with El, El Nino. El Nino right? is the warming of the tropical Pacific Ocean. The last three winters have been influenced. The last three years have been influenced by what's called La Nina, which is the cooling of the tropical Pacific Ocean. Right. And we're talking one degree, one half a degree, or one and a half degrees to maybe up to two degrees below or above average. This warmer ocean, even if it's just one degree warmer does majorly impact the the weather across the world. Okay, now it's a I, lot of water. It yeah. affects the patterns, so but it doesn't necessarily affect the LRC. The weather pattern is going to set up according to the LRC. The LRC is this big, big centerpiece of this big atmospheric puzzle, and El Nino is an influence on it. 
These other things are influences. So El Nino being the warming of the tropical Pacific Ocean right, right. is predicted right now by the Climate Prediction Center and a lot of the models to become a moderate or possibly strong wow. El Nino. What that means for the United States is likely a better chance that it'll be a warmer winter. Okay, so oh sure, and, yeah. and it is still going to, especially if it's a strong El Nino. But it still depends on how the LRC sets up. Is El Nino influencing that setting up period? Probably there's an influence, and that's something we're still identifying. Sure, but there's it's just part of the factor. For example, the LRC sets up this year happens to be a roughly seven-week cycle or so, and La Nina is changing to an El Nino, and yet the LRC has not changed yet. Now, the influences uh-huh, right. on it might be, there may be some influences, but the, the pattern is still cycling in that seven-week range. Sure. And next October and November, a brand-new pattern set up. So El Nino will be an influence. I don't think it has a major influence on this hurricane season, perhaps more of an influence next summer. Gotcha. So uh, let me ask you this. This is an off-the-cuff thing. I don't know if you uh, do. We remember the last year that had a strong El Nino, like um, the strongest has it been one a while? ever. I believe it was ninety-seven, ninety-eight. I remember that. It, it was on SNL. Was sort of lampooning the concept of El Nino because it was everywhere. Wow. I remember being in high school going and like having no idea. But yeah. even Chris Farley was on, was on SNL like lampooning. El Nino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, he might have been Mister El Nino. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, but anyway, uh, there have been a few of them in. in but this one does appear it's going to be one of the stronger ones. So gotcha. Something to monitor more on that coming up. Uh, do we do we want to talk about the summer forecast? This is particularly individual. Oh, this this is Coach Taylor. Oh, that's a great name. That's How did you Taylor get that side. handle? That's great. Uh, we're just requesting the, uh, the concept of the discussion of the summer forecast as well. This is Hurricane Season Summer Forecast, El Nino. Yeah, for so if you go to weather2020.substack.com and become a member there, it's just $300 a year. It's really, really, for the information we provide, it is like, this is great information for just $300 sure. a year. That's excellent. I, I update it every Monday with a with a video. And so go there and join there. You'll get extensive details. And if you tell me what county you're interested in, I will post it um, at least once uh, coming up here this summer. But uh, I'm amazed you keep up with that, <laughs> by I, the way. I, I do. It, if you, it, it, it's worth our time, honestly, Bob. I, about 10 requests for counties came in, and... I went at it and I got them all on there, and it took about an hour and a half of work. Sure, but yeah. So, so just know that there's a lot of work that goes into it, and that's where the three hundred dollars a year comes in. You get information. I try to get a little specific for your area at least once a year for that price, because some companies will pay up to a hundred thousand dollars just so you know for some of this information that we provide that are going to help businesses. But this summer, this summer is is going to be an interesting one. It still shows cooler than average up in the northwestern half of the country, hotter than average in the eastern half of the country. The east coast is where we're expecting a heat wave to build and spread west in the middle to end of July. Wow. Okay. And it could be a major impacting heat wave this year. Dang. Yeah. So just know that's in our prediction right now. Go to that weather2020.substack.com. That was great. That was a great teaser, though. I mean, hopefully, Coach Taylor, I mean, I, this, I feel like that was a lot of very useful information. Uh, the next question is about the Royals. We, sh- we should... Maybe we'll come back to that. <laughs> I was just honored in the Buck O'Neill. Yeah, man, we should talk about that. Yeah, that was, was fantastic, it's man. It's one of the best honors I've ever had in my in my life. Gary Lisak sat in the, yeah. the historical yeah. Buck O'Neill. Yeah, Buck Great. O'Neill. I met Buck O'Neill when he was in his late 80s and 90s. He, I think, died in 90, at, at 95 years old. 
But what a great, great man. And I was Very honored cool. to sit in that seat. And a great baseball player, a great, you know, ambassador for Kansas City. And I, and so I was honored to be in that seat. It was um, pretty neat. And yeah. so, I don't know, how, as a uh, an ignorant member of the, the Royals fan community, how, how do you even get end up to sit in that seat? Wayside Waves non- nominated me. Oh, very think, cool. Because okay. I'm MC of the Furball for the last time coming Yeah, up and, yeah. And they just nominated me with all the contributions that I've had to the community and so they accepted it, and that's how I got that. Very cool. I don't know if they just put people's name in a hat and no, pluck it out. No, or... they, you have to get nominated. Okay, very neat. So yeah. I really appreciate that. Thank you to Wayside Waves. You said, so uh, there there was a weather delay, too, right? Yeah. And then you said it resulted. I didn't catch that particular game, but it ended in a pretty yeah, and good I game. I got some great footage, video, I'll show it to you in a minute, yeah. of them trying to put the tarp down. Did it not go well? <laughs> well, it, was, it got real windy. And so it was, <laughs> oh, it, no. I'll show you. It's like, oh, no. That, that tarp was, it was That's definitely, tough. Uh, some of the workers could have been flying through the air. That's how that was. That is spooky, man. Yeah, so. that's, that's an impressive level of commitment. Uh, that, that's very exciting, though. Well, we'll come back. So Tom uh, Hankin has a very specific, uh, maybe tongue-in-cheek, couple of questions about the Royals. Let's see here. Uh, Brad Bryant wants to talk about Kansas peak tornado season, uh, where the severe weather outbreaks are projected to be based on the LRC. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a tough one without a visual aid, well, I suppose. Let me just tell you, we, we've had the, the last time there was a tornado watch in Kansas City. Mm, yeah. In yeah. Johnson County and Jackson County at the same time. And remember, a watch is a broad, big, huge watch area that can be you know 150 miles wide or, or even bigger. Okay, but so you have this watch that, and then when there's a possible tornado, there's a tornado warning. So what's happening here is when's the last time there was a a watch in Johnson and Jackson County together? Good question. May 28, 2019. Whoa. We're coming up on four straight years, four different LRCs, four different patterns where something is wrong, where we just are not in the right spot for these storm systems. So whenever there's a risk, like today's tornado watch will be west of Kansas City. Okay, sure. And a couple of them have come up to Johnson County in the state line. And they stopped. Right. And one <laughs> wow. of them was Jackson County eastward. So there, no there has not been one where we're in the heart of this risk. And so just know that this season is continuing that pattern. Uh, there may be a risk. We have this week is one of those risks. So tonight or tomorrow, there's actually a 5% risk of tornadoes tomorrow near Kansas wow, City. really? So this is that part of the pattern. But it still looks like it might avoid us. But we've got yep. to watch, watch May 12th closely. And then May 20th to May 26th is the return of the biggest tornado outbreak of the season. March 30th. When I say that, it's like we know what return means, but of the course. rest of the meteorology community will not know what that means. <laughs> the pattern is cycling regularly, all right, for those of you learning about the LRC. If, yeah, if you're just tuning yeah. in. <laughs> November, and, and believe me, we're just tuning in because it. it's an it's a innovative new technology, even though I've been – Developing it for 35 years, and there's 75, 80 years of still research folks behind it. just figuring it out. Well, it's yeah, still man. new. But November 4th was a big peak of tornadoes. 100 days later or so, 150 days later, whatever that is, in December, January, February, March, for be 100, 150 days later, March 31st, the biggest tornado outbreak of the season. Yeah, wow. Huge. And that whole week was active. That's the part of the pattern that is returning May 20th to May 26th. Okay. Right. So, and then the next one after that is around June the 7th. So there's a little break. So there's two chances here in the plains, May 
this week, then May 20th to 26th is the big one. But I, the data, the models are all over the place. So sure, yeah, I still expect a significant risk that week. See, uh, that that's interesting because I, I think that was a great, actually, way more specific than I thought you'd be able to to produce without a, a decent visual aid. So very, very well, I've impressive. Been, I've been doing a lot of research every day. <laughs> if you wonder, now you know I'm doing my work. Oh, I don't. I never. If you, if doubt you wonder it. what I'm doing, I never doubt it. The the. The personal forecasts that I receive at random hours of the days and night. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, so this is kind of interesting. Somebody is asking about, um, well, uh, so Jeff Winters is asking, uh, uh, you know, what what is weather, main component system tips for remembering causes that. Um, I feel like we've sort of gotten into pieces of that, but I think a really interesting component here is what you've touched on. An episode on meteorological tools would be interesting. I, I agree uh, with that because until somewhat recently – I never even knew, like, for instance, you used a very specific software suite um, during your broadcast career, which I assume maybe changed a handful of times or whatnot. But it would be interesting to know, like, how many tools are, you know, are in your, your arsenal there to be able to put together a, a useful forecast, and, and especially right before airtime. Well, nowadays, if you're at home and just a, a weather hobbyist and you're yeah. not a meteorologist, the tools are all there for you to have in front of you. And that's we're you living in the future, man. You just have to learn how to use it. Now, yeah. when it comes to forecasting, there's four rules of forecasting. Rule number one, always look outside. It's cloudy and it's with some rain coming down. Oh, yeah, I love it. So always look outside or just because you never day. know. Yeah. There's a thunderstorm could form over your head and you could be on TV and I'm like, all right, there's a chance of thunderstorms tonight. And then one minute later, it's pouring. Yep. So look outside. You never know. Number two, look at radar and satellite information. Then look at the computer models. And I'll tell you about those models in a second. And then number four, make up your own mind. Yeah. That's where you can be different from everybody else. If you just know the clouds, learn your clouds. All right. Oh, sure. That's a whole segment. But cumulus, stratus, cirrus, those are the three main cloud types. Learn the 10 basic cloud types, which are alto, cumulus, alto, stratus, nimbo, stratus. Nimbus means rain. Cumulonimbus. Again, there's that nimbus term. That's the thunderstorm with rain. Yeah. And it could be snow as well. And then um, and then you have other clouds like stratus is fog on the ground. No definition, very stable cloud. And it could lift as there's no, if it starts getting lumps in it, then that's stratocumulus clouds. But just okay. learn your clouds, watch the sky, and you can become a good forecaster. I love now, it. Those clouds, man, my eighth grade science teacher, Ms. Thompson. To answer it. the question, go to this one site that's one of my favorites. It's called tropicaltidbits.com. Oh, Gary is addicted to this site. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I go to it 100 times a day. But tropical <laughs> tidbits, you have all the models on there. And then you can start, if you, if you join... You know, various blogs around the country or, or go to weather2020.substack.com. I'll show that and try to explain it. But uh, the the different levels are on there, and you can really learn um, some of the models there and look at how much snow is predicted by those models. Do stuff. they archive uh, model predictions? Um, so can, how far back in history do you, can you go I, and see a, um, a I model they, mo they do archive the models, I'm sure. Yeah. You can go back and look. I'm just sure. curious. You I know, didn't know if they, like, forever or, if you know, well, like, yeah, we'll give you six years, months. I'm sure there's data. Yeah, But yeah. then we have, we have maps that I look at for data. Gotcha. I love it. <clears throat> so this is actually interesting, too, because this might be, I don't know, this could be its own episode, and I think it's a pretty good idea, explaining the different models and how we can view them to help understand uh, what might be coming to, to the area. So that's interesting. Tro tropical tidbits. Same thing. So th really this, if I were to add, that's really the same kind of question. But sure. Go, if you call up tropical tidbits and you look at the GFS model, the GFS model is the American model. If you look at that model, 
then you can click on different parameters. And if you look at the precipitation and surface, you can see it. Or you look at total snowfall, yeah. you can see it. But be careful. It might show 36 inches of snow in Kansas City. Okay, and Some of them get wacky. And, and, and sometimes it's fun to post that on Twitter. Right. And say, listen, this right. is not our prediction. Just want you to know. This is what a model is saying. Because right. it is interesting. You can you can look at the model run, and it'll tell you out, like what's in four-hour increments, right? Where I'll say, like, this is, you know, four right. hours out, eight hours out. Even out. one hour. And some of them. So oh, okay. oh, sure, like yeah. today, you did the HRRR, I call it the HRRR. Some people call it the HRRR. Yeah, that's fine. But it's HRRR, which is HRRR. And... Um, um, it gives you an hour-by-hour hour prediction. But be careful. Those are just models. Right, That's right. why you do the four rules of weather forecasting. Make up your own mind. But after you look at the models, then what is your own mind? Don't say, I think 8 to 10 inches of snow. And I'll go, oh, really? That's what this model shows. What's your opinion? <laughs> so, I work- Which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, because the models... Again, are just operating based on physics. We've gone into this a lot. I won't. I won't beat the horse here, but right. you know, there's only so much they can do. That model doesn't know. It doesn't have the human intuition to say like, "All right, uh, that is ridiculous." Human intuition is extremely important. Yeah. So one it more helps. question, and then we're gonna get to my blackjack system. Oh man! All right. Uh, the the drought in the southern plains. Uh, Headley Lamar. The drought in the southern That's plains. That's a funny name, I think. Right now, there's an exceptional drought over southern Kansas. Right. Western Kansas. This whole winter, the last couple of years, storm systems are missing our area. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And so uh, that area has been slightly expanding now. Last two days, including today, there's going to be tremendous rain and thunderstorms out there. So that's going to cut into the drought. But uh, we still need some more rain. The conditions are are changing now. We have one more month of spring. As soon as it hits mid-June. That's it? God, where did the yeah, spring go? The, the, as soon as it hits mid-June, the jet stream retreats north. And what causes the jet stream is temperature contrast. So if it's 40 below zero in Canada and 100 in Mexico, that's 140 yeah. degrees contrast. Quite and the, the jet stream is really strong. It causes this thermal wind. It's not even a, it's a fictitious wind, but it, it creates the jet stream at about 20,000, 30,000 feet up. Sure. So when it's... 70 degrees in Canada and 100 degrees in Mexico, it's only 30 degrees contrast. And so the jet stream retreats north and weakens as we go towards summertime. Mm-hmm. And so right now the pattern's being influenced by that. I could spend a whole segment on the block that's going on up there because it's warm in Canada, and that's really reducing the jet stream. And that's why severe weather isn't as strong as it could be. It's probably good. Yeah. But um, the jet stream retreats north mid-June, July, and August, summer, even though the pattern is still going to be cycling according to the LRC, sure, the sure. storm systems will all of a sudden be moving across Canada instead of the United States, and there will be different influences. So where it has been wet, like Minnesota, may shift up into Canada. Ah, I so gotcha. Just something to talk about. Okay. Uh, so this this is a, an idea born out of laziness, uh, you know. So uh, the, the idea of letting folks ask questions and we sort of respond. Um, and sometime in the future, maybe you'll, you'll tweet out again. I, of course, want the gossip and the drama of the behind the scenes. Weather questions are also, of course, understandably good. But So, uh, so I should have said, hey, who wants some <laughs> gossip and drama? Yeah, what man. question would you like me to answer tonight about the broadcasting industry? There has to be somebody sitting there going like, I've always wanted to ask Gary this. Oh, my gosh. Know? We'll have to do that in another segment. Absolutely. I understand. So just watch for that in, in the future, all you you sweet, dedicated individuals who thank are. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Yeah, honestly, this was pretty great, yeah. too, though, because some of these really did give some good ideas for yeah. 
like I think the the meteorological tools and a, and another discussion of like all of the models. Right. I know we we've kind of thrown them in and out here and there and like given brief ac- explanations. We can do that. We can go into. Tech I think that'd be a cool topic, man. So, I don't know. So are you ready for my blackjack? Test? Hit us, man. How do we get rich in Vegas? So so what are we doing here? If you have a system. Come well, on. Well, first of all, if you know blackjack, a lot of people listening probably know blackjack fairly well. Sure. Okay, and if you don't, let me just tell you a couple of the rules. First of all, it's hard when you have a king and a six or a 10 and a six and you have 16. Right. Or you have a nine and a seven, you have 16. If there's a seven, eight, nine, 10, or ace showing okay, okay. from a dealer, you hit 100% of the time. You always assume they have a 17 or higher if sure. they have a seven or higher, Okay. Okay, don't say, oh, I don't think, th- I think they might bust. Don't play that game. Yeah, this always isn't poker. Play, you, yeah. So always play the same way. Always hit the 16, yeah, 15, yeah. 14, and 13 even. 12 becomes 50-50 when there's a 2 up. But if you have a 12 with a 6 up, they you have assumed they have a 16. They're going to bust. Don't hit your 12 because you don't want to get the 10 and bust when the dealer might bust. So play the game the right way all the time consistently. If you get two aces, you split them. If you get a six and a five, you double down every single time. So that's sure. the first thing. So just play, learn the rules of blackjack and play consistently. Consistency and, is key, and, man. And that way, the only thing you're really thinking about, although you have to think about when you have a 16, you have to hit, sure. okay, is your betting. So let's say it's a $25 table. You bet $25 on your first bet. If you win, you double it to $50. Right. If you lose, then now you're down $25, and even though you're you're two and one, you could be down $25. Okay, sure. You can, one, if you're one and one, you're down $25. Yeah, gotcha. So, so, but what you do, if you win, you just go on a streak, you always increase your bet. So it's $25, then 50. Okay, that's two. 75 is three. 100 is four. 125 is five. 150 is six, 175 is seven, 100, uh, 200 is eight. If you win eight hands in a row and lose the ninth hand at 225, how much are you up? Let's add it up real quick. 25 Hit. and 50 is sure. 75, 75 is 150, 100 is 250, 120 is 375, um, uh, 525 is 150, 700 is, is um, 175, and then you bet 200, you lose you're up five hundred dollars. Wow! You've won eight hands in a row. You're up five hundred. You go back to twenty five, and you keep your winnings. I see. So uh-huh. you're playing for the streak. You have one streak a night, and you got to work and it. And you have a winner, and you, you go to gotta work on the, the on the casino. But if you bet twenty five every time in eight hands, you're just going to win two hundred dollars. Sure. If you bet twenty five and increase every time, you're going to win five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's the system. Always wow. Like, okay. Now, now, what could be dangerous? You get to your two hundred dollar bet, and then you get an eleven. You have to double down, and then you lose, and you can lose all your winnings. Yeah, that one hurts. So he's like, and I've I've been chicken at times where I'm like, I'm not going to double down now. <laughs> so, but anyway, that's the blackjack system. Uh, that's simple a, version. That's a solid system. Play consistency. The ride the streak. Increase. It works. When Very you, important components. If you win one, lose one, win one, lose one, you're going to lose. Right, right, right. If you lose 10 hands in a row, you're going to lose $200 and you're out. And you lose your house. You lose no, your, then your you dog. Leave. You, you, lose, you write a country a song. Day. You also get up when you're having a bad day. Yeah, that is a good move. Because then you make bad decisions. People watching is free. So that's my blackjack system. That's good, man. I, I'm not much of a gambler. Like yeah. We were in Vegas for a buddy's birthday, I don't know, earlier this year. I, we I had to like force... My lady Casey to give like we were like I guess we should do it and then I had to like force my buddy it was his birthday we were in Vegas because it was his birthday and I had to like cl- like 
with pull his hand and put money in and said, please feed this to the idiot goblins in the machine. Just burn it. Like, you're in yeah. Vegas. You have to put a $20 bill in here or they will escort it. you out of the city. You should try it. Yeah. yeah. We, we, you might but, win. But if you win, get out of there. Yeah, so yeah. We didn't really, but it's still a great time. I had a the, good time. The subjects of our next podcast is Bob calling his girlfriend, his long-term <laughs> girlfriend, so, yes. his lady. Yeah. He's always calling his girlfriends, my lady. Was this a You're bad the term? Only person I've ever known to call her my lady. Look, I the, to me, my I, lady and I were going out tonight. I think my it's, lady. It's because the abuse of the term like boyfriend and girlfriend in in our youth, right? Because it feels amateurish. Because, like, you know, you're in fifth grade and there's people going around talking about, like, yeah, my boyfriend, my girlfriend. So I feel like that dilutes the terminology of boyfriend. And so in my mind, it's it's an amateurish terminology. But I get it. I mean, lady, I suppose, feels... I mean, I, to, to me, at least, it doesn't fall in that category Is that of, something you think about? Superficial. She's your lady. It's okay. Yeah, I don't... My lady. Yeah. Yeah. She's great, Casey. Hugs and kisses. You're the best. Yeah. You, oh. know, you know it. Casey is amazing. She, is she great? If you meet this girl, this lady, she is incredible. Someday we should talk about, uh, we, we met on, on Tinder of all places, and I, I was just like, oh, man, I don't know. This is a, I was at my, the bottom of the barrel of my patience for the online dating game. And then I met her, and I was like, there's still good people. In Jackpot. There. She's just the sweet, like a good, decent, solid human being, it, which... I don't know if you can find in the world. <laughs> like, Keep increasing that bet. Yes, there you ride the streak. That's right. Come on, you're on a streak. Consistency right now. and ride the streak, Casey. That's that's let's, this are Gary's gambling tips and love tips. That's right. Oh my gosh. Perfect. There you go. Gambling tips and love tips at the end of this podcast. That's all all right. you need. It's brought to you by results. Oh, buddy. Fitness. Look out. Someday you're gonna have to show those legs off, then, man. Yeah, well, it's always I got Lezak legs. <laughs> It's amazing what, what I've is done. Is that with hereditary? These. Yes, I, well, it's amazing what I've done with these Lezak legs. Let's oh, just that's put it that great! Way. This is a familial so, issue. I yeah, see. Okay, so they're 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 impressive for a Lezak. Yeah, that's fair. You look good. You man. would still say, uh, mm. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks for uh, listening and watching to the podcast, the forecast with Gary Lezak and Gamblings. Yeah,